1: You know, when, when a student came to tell me about this, uh, he was incredibly excited that he could tie uh, this this new fibre we'd produced in, in a knot uh, and not change any of its electrical characterisation. So, of course, I got as equally excited as he was. And uh, uh, But when he left the office, I had to really think about what we were going to do with something like this.
0: You're listening to the Science Focus podcast from the BBC Science Focus magazine team with the UK's best-selling Science and Technology Monthly, available in print and in several digital formats throughout the world. Find out more at sciencefocus.com or look out for us in your app store. Hello and welcome to the Science Focus podcast. I'm Alexander McNamara, online editor at BBC Science Focus magazine. Material scientist Gordon Wallace is the director of ARC Centre of Excellence for Electromaterial Science at the University of Wollongong, New South Wales, Australia. He is developing the Sutrode, a medical device made from graphene that combines the electrical properties of an electrode with the mechanical properties of a sutra. The device is wrapped around damaged or malfunctioning nerve bundles and used to stimulate them and return their regular function still in its early stages the technology may one day be used to treat epilepsy schizophrenia and in the production of next generation prosthetics he speaks to bbc science focus commissioning editor jason goodyear but remember if you like what you hear then please rate and review the episode wherever you listen to your podcasts the more we get the easier it will be for others to find our podcast
2: you research something called electroceuticals um and i Guess this is something that a lot of people won't have heard of before. Can you just give me a brief overview of what exactly this is?
1: Yeah, so it, obviously the name's derived as an alternative to pharmaceuticals. Uh, so, electroceuticals is the use of electrical stimulation uh, to treat disease. Uh, and it's it will be used in, in, by targeting particular nerves going into particular organs uh, to treat specific diseases. Um, well, the, the challenge to date has been to be able to, to actually get uh, communication tools with enough re- resolution or fidelity to target those specific nerves.
2: Okay, so what actually goes on within this? uh, So it's implanted into the
1: body, I I assume. Uh, Yeah, look, at the moment, all we've done so far is demonstrate uh, with our collaborator at University of Texas Dallas that that he can actually tie these electrodes uh, around these very small. Uh, nerve bundles going into organs and into the spleen in his case uh, and and that's why we call it the the, the sutrode because it has uh, these properties that basically the mechanical properties of a suture uh, and yet all of the properties uh, of an electrode and, and importantly an electrode that's compatible you know with a, a, a living pulsating system.
2: Okay so what's exactly going on in, in in the, this nerve bundle when it gets uh, stimulated by by the sutrode?
1: Yeah, so the, we're really just learning about that at the moment. Oh. Uh, what we've been able to show is that we can uh, record uh, with incredible sensitivity uh, the the electrical impulses that are actually generated uh, by this uh, nerve bundle. Uh, and, and so we're figuring out uh, what those different uh, electrical impulses do to the organ uh, and what biological uh, responses can be regulated uh, by those impulses and, and then by superimposing on top of that uh, external electrical impulses that could regulate uh, that behaviour.
2: Okay, so what are the, what would the this kind of advantages of, of this sort of uh, treatment be over regular medicine, say injections or,
1: or tablets and pills? Uh, I, I think the, the ability to target uh, the disease more specifically uh, the, the the ability to deliver uh, the stimulation, uh, you know, w- when it's needed to treat uh, those diseases. Uh, and in some cases, uh, potentially, uh, a much more effective uh, way of actually uh, treating particular uh, diseases, you know, diseases like epilepsy or schizophrenia uh, are not very well treated. Uh, by normal pharmaceutical approaches. Uh, It often ends up being a cocktail uh, of drugs that are uh, personalised for that individual, basically through a trial and error uh, process. Uh, And so I I think it's that targeted uh, treatment uh, of diseases, which will lead, in many cases, to a much more effective treatment of the disease.
2: Okay, so you mentioned earlier the work in, in Dallas, um, involving the spleen, could you could you tell me a little bit more about that please?
1: yeah so our our colleague in Dallas uh, is a neuroscientist and and we have both been interested in this field of electroceuticals for some time. Uh, and what Mario has been interested in is uh, whether uh, electrical stimulation uh, of of the nerves going under the spleen can regulate the immune response. Uh, and and now he with these new tools, he's shown that we can definitely record from those nerves uh, going into the, the spleen and, and showing that uh, there's uh, different levels of communication through each of those different uh, nerves. So, uh, and, and now the, the studies are looking at whether you really can regulate uh, the immune response through electrical uh, stimulation of those different uh, nerve types. Uh, before this, you would have to track back to bigger uh, nerve bundles to use conventional electrodes. And so you didn't have that specificity of communication, whether that be for recording or stimulation uh, that we do have now.
2: Okay, so how do these these new sutrodes compare to, like you just mentioned, the conventional electrodes?
1: Well, you can't do these recordings with conventional electrodes. You know, you, you, you can't interface with those uh, smaller nerve bundles without damaging them using metal or metal oxide electrodes but the uh, the flexibility of the sutrode uh, in terms of its mechanical properties allow us uh, to get very effective communication uh, with, with those nerves uh, in in applications where you could uh, for example we've we've done experiments where we've inserted the sutrode uh, in into the brain where you can insert conventional uh, metal or metal oxide electrodes and, and even there there's advantages because the signal to noise ratio the sensitivity uh, of the sutrode material is much greater uh, than metal or metal oxide electrodes
2: so what what are your sutrodes uh, made of then
1: uh, they're made of graphene uh, so you know this wonder material that keeps turning up in uh all sorts of, of areas uh uh, so graphene is just a single sheet of carbon, uh, which was discovered not many years ago and uh, for which the Nobel Prize was attributed not many years ago. Uh, but there's just been an, an explosion uh, of interest and, uh, in graphene and uh, the tuning of very simple chemistries which enable us to take uh, a lump of graphite, literally, uh, from a mine, you know, graphite you should find in the, the lead in your pencil, Uh, And using simple but elegant chemistries, we're able to to exfoliate or explode that lump of graphite and get these single sheets of graphene. Uh, And we do that in such a way that we can control the size of the sheets uh, and also control the amount of oxygen uh, that's on the sheets. Uh, And that gives us this combination of of electrical properties and and processability, the ability to make the fibres so a, a combination of clever chemistries that delivers both of those has enabled those this as particular advance.
2: So what kind of size is the um, is the finished sutroid? Uh
1: so the, the finest uh, diameter fibers we could get down to at the moment are about 30 micron. Uh, more typically we'd be looking at 50 micron. that's the you know the typical diameter of a, of a human hair. Uh, and and so they're, they're fine. Uh, electrodes but it's the mechanical property combination, the ability to, to stretch them and, and tie them around very soft and often pulsating structures without uh, damaging the structure which uh, delivers this superior performance.
2: So say uh, everything goes, goes well in, in the trials and start you know, rolling them out to living humans, I mean is there any possibility of, of the body rejecting these things like they would uh, in um, organ transplants for example?
1: Uh, Look, uh, everything that goes in the body can be potentially rejected, of course, and so those longer-term studies will will need to be done. Uh, In in terms of uh, the initial studies, they will be uh, shorter-term in terms of recording and stimulating, uh, but but all indications are that these carbon-based materials are highly uh, compatible uh, with living systems. But you know, for each individual nerve and each individual organ, and depending on the way that it's supplied or implanted, uh, all of those longer-term studies will need to be done to ensure, uh, you know, the efficiency of performance o- over time.
2: Mm. So how are they, um, how, where do they get their power from?
1: Yeah, so, so at the moment, uh, the, these are uh, basically hardwired uh, to the outside world uh, to do the electrical communication. Uh, but in parallel, we're developing... Uh, wireless uh, transmission systems, which are very small, totally implantable, uh, and that can be communicated with through RFID, for example. Uh, Obviously, for the clinical applications, wireless systems will be essential, uh, but they are being developed in parallel. In fact, there's a lot of activity on many different types of wireless electrical stimulation that can be uh, induced uh, using implantable systems.
2: Okay, so is it um so when they are eventually used, is it a case that they'll be um, put put into the the affected area and then uh, left or was it are they more short term uses
1: yeah look um in terms of electroceuticals the the real answer to that is we, we don't know uh, you know, can you actually reverse uh, the, the uh, you know the, the disease by electrical stimulation for a certain period and then not need to Stimulate any further. These are all uh, studies that, that need to be done. Uh, in in terms of other applications of these throats for example, in in nerve repair, uh, nerve regeneration, or, or muscle regeneration, uh, because of the nature of the, the the fine nature and mechanical properties of the fiber, uh, it would we, we envisage it'll be fine just to leave those fibres in there to do the repair uh, and then to leave them as part of the, the, the naturally restored system.
2: The, the basic idea is that it works by doing what a healthy functioning nervous system would be doing. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, so in terms of the electroceuticals, it's it's trying to restore uh, you know the, the, the natural uh, behaviour of the neural system in controlling uh, organs. Uh, and in terms of nerve or muscle regeneration, it's facilitating uh, the natural regeneration process by basically uh, providing a conduit which lays down tram tracks, you know, for the restoration or regrowth of nerves to reconnect uh, or the or the alignment and regrowth of muscles to restore muscle fibre.
2: Okay, so what sort of... Um... Conditions or, or diseases? Are you are you really looking at this as great potential for? Uh,
1: at at the moment, uh, our studies are focused on the use for nerve and muscle regeneration in the regeneration studies, uh, and in the electroceutical area, with the focus with Mario is on uh, further studies into how we can regulate uh, the, the the behavior of the spleen uh, through electrical stimulation, and as I say, that regulates. Uh, the the immune response, but uh, we envisage that as others become aware of what the the sutras can do, that we'll establish or try to establish uh, collaborations with partners uh, around the world to target other uh, specific diseases. You know, using their uh, biological or medical insights into those diseases and our ability uh, to produce the materials and devices and structures.
2: So, in terms of of cost, like how do these um Compared to traditional medicines, uh.
1: um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, the the cost of the actual materials is incredibly low. We're, I mean, we're talking about carbon. We're you know we're talking about graphite out of a mine. Uh, very simple chemistries and fabrication methods to make them. Um, so so that's that's not. There's no huge cost involved in that. Uh, and in terms of the the hardware to drive them, the the cost is is low as well. So. Uh, materials and fabrication costs are quite low compared to uh, if you were developing a you know a whole manufacturing process for a, a new pharmaceutical for example.
2: So could I just ask you a little bit about um, about your background like um, how did you get in, into this specific topic how long have you been working on it?
1: Uh, so we got into this particular area uh, because of our uh, we, we do have an interest in general and have had have had for the last 30 years or so using advances in materials in medical technologies. Uh, the the sutra story is an interesting one but probably a typical uh, course that, that's charted in many of these areas and that is uh, that we discovered through the fundamental chemistries that we could make these fibres with that combination of mechanical and electrical properties and you know when when a student came to tell me about this, uh, he was incredibly excited that he could tie uh, this, this new fibre we'd produced in, in a knot uh, and not change any of its electrical characterisation. So, of course, I got as equally excited as he was. And uh, uh, But when he left the office, I had to really think about what we were going to do with something like this. Uh, and it was only through an, you know, a discussion with one of our collaborators, Mario, uh, that we came up with the idea of tying it around nerves because of this exceptional uh, combination of properties.
2: Great, yeah. So um, just sort of following on from that, what's, uh, what's in the future for this research now? What do you have planned or what ideally what would you like to happen?
1: <clears throat> yeah, look, for, for us, as I say, the focus will be in uh, the near future will be on the, the, the nerve and muscle regeneration. Uh, we're, we will, of course, pursue different areas of electroceuticals with collaborators as we establish them, uh, the the other area that we will use these uh, materials in, given their effective ability to communicate uh, with with nerves and muscles, is is to use these materials as a uh, basically as an interface to neurally driven, as an interface for neurally driven uh, prosthetics, like a like a prosthetic hand, for example. Uh, that can be uh, neurally driven and that's another project that's ongoing uh, within our center of excellence
2: how how do you mean by neurally driven
1: Uh, so basically the the nerve the nervous system will communicate directly and send electronic signals to this prosthetic hand uh, to drive it and by incorporating sensing technologies uh, into the hand uh, provide sensation uh, back to the back to the user
2: so um, essentially, I'll be at, say, if I need a prosthetic hand or something, I'd be able to control that or learn how to control that just with
1: in the same way that I control my, that my own hand that I was born with. Yes, yes, exactly. Now, that, that requires a, a high fidelity uh, neural interface to the prosthetic. Uh, and we believe in the form of the sutra that that's exactly what we've got and that's something we'll be pursuing. Besides the, the exciting technical breakthrough or a combination of breakthroughs, I, I think, as I've emphasised, hopefully, that uh, all, all of this happens uh, through you know, fairly extensive and well-established collaborative uh, networks that we have in place uh, that really encompass things like the, the right from the sourcing of the graphite from the mine uh, through to the applications with clinical collaborators uh, in in a number of areas and and, and all of that science in between. Uh, so it's quite an extensive pipeline. That's required to take fundamental discoveries in that material science like what we discovered about the graphene through to an application like this in in short periods of time and then and then in the next short period of time to establish you know those global networks who can really make the most of that discovery
0: that was gordon wallace talking about the design development and potential future applications of the sutrode if you're looking to implant a little more science in your life the latest issue of BBC Science Focus is packed full of features, news and interviews to help you make sense of the world around you. In the August 2019 issue, we look at the possibility of stopping mass extinction, investigate what alien life could look like and discover how cutting carbs could be good for your brain. Thank you for listening to the Science Focus podcast from the BBC Science Focus magazine team. We're the UK's best-selling Science and Technology Monthly, available in print and in several digital formats throughout the world. Find out more at sciencefocus.com or look out for us in your app store.